Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... We do see a lot of recycled product talk, but it's not that easy to actually buy recycled products out in the marketplace. So what these students will learn and advocate and talk through their conversations, they're the consumers of the future. So they'll be the change makers. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 399 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Anne Ross. Anne is a leader in agricultural innovation and the co-founder and managing director of Hive Haven, an internationally recognized company specializing in Australian stingless native bee products. She is a farmer and entrepreneur with a passion for hive design and manufacturing. Anne's hives are manufactured using recycled blended plastic that focus on delivering a solution to hive overheating, which is critical as we prepare for climate change and a warming world. Anne's vision is to help farmers safeguard and manage their own future on-farm pollination needs whilst producing high-value, export-quality native bee products. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing how innovative agribusinesses can lay the foundations for long-lasting environmental change and opportunities for entrepreneurs to integrate innovative technology into their delivery of solutions. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thanks, Indigo. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Excellent. So to start off, could you please just share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in purpose-led enterprise? Well, I'd have to say, Indigo, I never expected to be an Australian stingless native beekeeper. I guess I class myself as an apiarist and a hive manufacturer. Quite a few years ago now, I was working in my mechanical repair business and my husband was running a few honeybee boxes in the backyard. And so I invested in five stingless native beehives. They really fitted my lifestyle and I love vegetable garden. I was wanting something to pollinate my fruit trees. Native bees are really easy to look after. They're in a lot smaller box than a traditional European honeybee. But then in 2014, we had a spike of heat waves. We are living in a warmer world, but those intensive heat spikes are really deadly to the stingless native bee. The colony melts in on itself, and I was totally devastated. One looked like it was going to survive so my husband, Jeff, knocked together a HDPE plastic in the box in the back shed. And we put the one surviving nest into that box and it survived. As we moved forward, that just catapulted us into a six-year journey to manufacture a stingless native bee box, which would alleviate hive overheating. 
we call the box that we retail at the moment the B9. So that just demonstrates we've actually gone through nine integrations of hive design and material to where we've got to today. The big value plus on that hive is the hollow insulation cavity, which we can fill with either a liquid or a soft solid. It's made, as you mentioned, from recycled and blended plastic. And for instance, the lid is actually made from 100% recycled milk bottles made by students locally here in Queensland. And the hive design enables people to harvest stingless native bee honey and propolis. It's a growing industry and we can see a really bright future for the preservation of the native bee through industry. Wow. It's a really amazing product there. And you've talked a bunch about it there as the co-founder and managing director of Hive Haven. So can you please share a bit more about the impact that this enterprise is having and the positive change that you're generating through this product? This has always been a bit of a, a myth around Australian stingless native bees, that they have been inefficient as pollinators. They only produce one kilo of honey a year and people have always been concerned about where you can place them so i think we'll be able to create change within the industry around just hive innovation and give people more confidence to invest in the stingless native bee which ultimately at the end of the day we hope will preserve the species more people farming it more people being aware will spike research and uh, a greater awareness of this amazing little insect's needs. It really is a beautiful product that you've created there as well. And it's got a beautiful impact and purpose-driven movement behind it there as well. And you talked a bit about industry before you touched on it at the end there. And if we're looking at the agribusiness sector in Australia, it's quite a significant industry for our country. And how could it change if you were going to give this industry some kind of advice how could this industry change to better respond to and mitigate the social and environmental impacts that it is having firstly i have to say agribusiness is alive and well in australia especially where i live on the sunshine Mm -hmm. coast we are seeing a lot of systems thinking happening around the place and people are starting to value add for themselves. They're taking back control of their product and working it from product right through to the retail shelf. We're seeing a lot of collaboration. In the agricultural space, we are seeing some amazing innovation around where we're growing our food and what sort of food we're growing. Cities, for instance, we're seeing warehouses turned into integrated farming spaces, fish produce and that's where the Australian stingless native bee will really shine in that tunnel and greenhouse situation. They're a really effective pollinator. They can adapt to life within a closed system and those systems they are being very environmentally conscious of their water use and their soil use. It's a win-win as we move forward a lot of innovation happening in the agricultural space. It's really exciting to hear that. It is such an important industry in Australia and there's some amazing people who are continuously innovating like yourself at Hive Haven and creating to expand that sector. And you touched on it a bit before, but 
Hivehaven recently collaborated with Pimpama State Secondary College on a project which blends education, circular economy, upcycling, and local manufacturing. So it involves students and they turn milk bottles into parts for these hives. So what have you learned from this experience and how might we equip young people with skills to tackle environmental threats in the future? such a huge conversation and this is a project that just makes my heart sing it really takes you back to the why why we do what we do and just talking with those students we always come away with our head popping with challenges they really challenge you just with the questions they ask the teachers are just so hard working behind the scenes to keep this project going The skills that these students are learning will not only enable them to actively partake in the industry if they so choose, but I think it's just that greater awareness. They'll move on and be consumers at some point. And if they can gain a greater understanding of where their products are coming from, what they're made from, they'll be the advocates. We do see a lot of recycled product talk but it's not that easy to actually buy recycled products out in the marketplace. What these students will learn and advocate and talk through their conversations, they're the consumers of the future. So they'll be the change makers. Wow. It would have been such a rewarding experience. As you said, it's a really beautiful experience to have there. And in the past as well, as an Impact Boom alumna, you've participated in one of our programs before. What is your advice for up-and-coming entrepreneurs who are seeking to create a positive impact through a business like yourself? The positive advice I like to always align with is, firstly, stay true to your values. When you're trying to get a product on the market, people are impatient, they're waiting, but they're really just wanting to help you. They're going, get to market, just go with your MPV. But unless that product aligns with your values, just hold back, wait until you're ready. And I think that's really difficult. My last piece of advice would be never stop looking back down the fence. It's a saying that just remember where you came from. Remember those people who gave you a leg up in the early days. They could see your vision. They could see your potential. But they were the ones who took a chance on you. It might have just been a kind word or to get you into a bit of a workshop when you couldn't afford to pay or when you can, mention them, thank them and take them on the journey. It never, ever costs anything to say thank you and just don't forget those who helped you in the early days. That would probably be the advice which has carried me far. Beautiful advice there. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that will be valuable for people beginning their journey and looking to create that impact in the world around them. And we're actually coming now towards the end of our Impact Boom interview today. I just have two quick questions to get you to quickly answer before we finish up. So firstly, what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently that are creating a positive social change? One springs to mind, I was really fortunate to go to the Northern Australia Food Futures Conference a couple of weeks ago in Darwin, and I just heard about this amazing project with the Black Lip Oyster, where a lot of stakeholders are collaboratively working to re-energise that industry in regards to the Indigenous. It's part of their cultural to hunt and gather, but they're also working with 
federal governments, the Northern Territory, to develop that industry are such an inspiring story, which I'm following intently. And the Black Lip Oyster, we went out and bought a dozen before we returned back to Brisbane. Wow. It sounds like a wonderful project there. Thank you so much for sharing that, Anne. And to finish off now, what books or resources would you recommend for our listeners to check out? Resources. That's a good question. Like I skim over a lot. I am like taking a deep dive into systems thinking at the moment to refresh Mm -hmm. myself on that. One of my favourite books would be Reinventing the Corporation. It's a book that John Masbert wrote many years ago. It talks about futuristic companies and how they look after their employees and give back to the community or they give back to society. That's a book that's really stuck with me. I like to keep tabs on Advanced Queensland. A lot going on there with our chief entrepreneur. I find her posts interesting. And of course, Impact Boom, like I think they're the forefront of Australian social enterprise. And yeah, they're one definitely to to tune into. Oh, thank you so much for mentioning us there. We really appreciate and we're glad that we can share these insights and also include the voices of people doing such amazing work like yourself, Anne. I was going to say thanks and I really have to recommend the accelerator program not only the contacts and networks that you make but yeah the future advantages of just being in the alumni that's definitely a program to look at. Thank you very much and for that program and for all of the organizations and different movements and entrepreneurs and the books and resources as well that you just touched on at the end there that will all be linked in on the article on our website so once people have either listened to our discussion here our conversation or they want to just have a read through the transcript they'll be able to click on through all of those different organizations and check them out so I just want to say that brings us, unfortunately, to the end of our interview today. And I just want to say, and on behalf of Impact Boom, thank you so much for making the time today to have this conversation. It was deeply insightful and Hive Haven and yourself are doing such amazing work. So can't wait to see what you get up to in the future and all the best. Thanks, Inbo. And I look forward to following the Impact Boom journey as well. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.